0: All right, all right. Hey, welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Good to see everyone. Thanks for joining us this morning. What a day. Not only is it a new year But it is snowing like crazy at least by our standards, right? Let's be honest Maybe this isn't snowing like crazy everywhere, but it's coming down out there. Thanks for joining us this morning We are excited uh, to be here today. I want to talk about new beginnings Uh, Pretty natural subject, huh, right? It's a new year and new beginnings, but let's reflect just a minute on 2016 Uh, shout out for us um uh, a favorite experience, a favorite memory of 2016. What what good happened in our lives and our families in 2016? Do it. Our oldest daughter graduated from high school huh? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Someone else, what's a favorite memory experience? That's awesome. New business, new life. Good deal, man. What else? Favorite memories and experiences from 16? We took uh, we took our daughters skiing for the first time. They're five and seven, and they had a blast. They uh, they loved that. That's a new experience. It's cool to have, you know, kids and get to see them experience things for the very first time. Anyone else? Went to Mexico on a cruise, right? Excellent. <laughs> you walked. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyone else? You know, a lot of fond memories from 2016, a lot of great things have happened in our lives. I mean, how blessed are we in in, in the place that we live, um, in, in the opportunities that we have in life, in our, um, uh, we are incredibly blessed. And yet, for many of us, 2016 held some real challenges as well. I mean, let's be honest, life gets messy and and things get difficult. And so we leave 2016 behind with fond memories, some bittersweet memories, and some challenges. And we enter a brand new year. We enter 2017 with uh, a blank slate, right? This is one of the, the just foundational principles of Christianity, that, that we are made new, that we are given new opportunity. And so today I want to talk about 2017. I want to talk about new beginnings. I want to consider together for a few minutes what a new beginning might look like in 2017. Now some of you have probably set New Year's resolutions, right? Has, has anyone thought through that? I still need to work on that if I'm going to do that, right? Um, some of us like to set New Year's resolutions. It's ironic to to me, how often our New Year's resolution is the same one that we failed on the year prior. Is that is that right in anyone else's life? How often we remake these same resolutions. Well, in 2017, um, I, ho- I hope that you'll consider what something new looks like in the year to come that we take action and that we start something new, that we grow in some aspect of life, that we learn to serve in new ways, that we learn to love and demonstrate God's love in new ways in our lives. This morning, I want to talk about new beginnings in our faith, though. I want to talk about a new season and a new step in our faith journeys. Now, it is um, well established that the, the faith of our childhood will rarely last into adulthood. And let me flesh that out just a little bit more. Um, uh, the faith uh, of a child, right? It is pure. It is sweet. It is It is beautiful. It revolves around stories like uh, the Garden of Eden and Noah and all these stories that we were told and things that we were taught. But in many ways, the faith of our childhood was the faith that was handed down to us from our parents and from our grandparents and from our Bible class teachers and things like that. It's a very good thing. But but many of us experienced in life a season as we got older in which new questions and, and challenges crept in to our faith, Right? And and what seemed so simple, a story of a flood, but Noah was saved, all of a sudden we realize, wow, there's a lot more to that story. That is really a, a pretty dark and challenging story, right? It, it, it's interesting as we get older, the new questions that come about, the new challenges. And let's be honest, just the rigors of daily life uh, press in on our faith. And for many of us, we found ourselves in a season of, of doubt. Of question. We found ourselves in a season uh, maybe just of apathy. So many other things in life that whatever faith we might have known as a child had, had passed beyond. And this is where new beginnings become so important. that uh, We are invited to pursue and to try to find a new place for, for our faith to reside, a new place in which to consider God, to consider who Jesus is and, and what it looks like to follow him. And so I want to talk about this new beginning. I want to talk about change in the new year. But let's be honest, change is not always easy. Um, in fact, change can be quite difficult um it, it says here um when asked would you rather work for change or just complain 81 percent of the respondents replied do i have to pick this is hard All right these are the challenges that we face when it comes to change in life uh it, it's never easy and so today i want to i want to talk about what it could look like for this new beginning in faith this next step in our journey and i want to talk about um Uh, simple steps to move in that direction. So let's begin. We're going to begin kind of in the beginning of the Bible. I'm going to pull from uh, the story of a man named Abram. And it's in Genesis chapter 12, and it's God establishing a covenant. It's it's God's invitation to a man into a special relationship in which God will bless the world from this man. And and so in in, um, Genesis chapter 12, starting in the first verse, it says this. Um, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and uh, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the peoples of earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all his possessions they had accumulated and all the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. So this is where we begin. Uh, As we consider a new beginning, a a fresh start in this faith journey in a new year, uh, we look at the story of a man named Abram. A man whom God came to and said, I want you to pick up and I want you to leave everything you know and all the comforts that you have. Now, now this was an extreme request of Abram. Let's be honest. We are comfortable in, in the things that we know and the places we live. I mean, he, he had a way of living. He was wealthy. He was doing well. The last thing you'd expect is just to pick up and to go to an unknown place. But that was God's request in the life of Abram. And God makes this promise, I'll bless you, and and through you, my blessings will be distributed to the entire world. And so Abram does really the unthinkable, were we to honestly put ourselves in his his shoes, and he says, okay. And he packs it all up, and he heads out. You see, Abram heads out in, in, in the direction of and pursuit of the blessing and the mission of God. Right? He sets out, God, God says, I will bless you and and you will be a part of my mission to bless the entire world. And so in faith, he, he, he does the exact thing that I pray that we'll consider doing here in a new year. He takes action. Right? He, he steps out. He says, I will take a first step and I'll, and I'll take a step beyond that and I will move towards the blessing of God and I'll participate in the mission of God. So he, he takes a first step. If nothing else from the story of Abram and his great faith, I'd like to identify this. He's willing to step out. He's willing to move towards this new, deeper relationship with the God that desires to bless him and to move on. And I believe Abram's story is not too uh, 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 too different than our, than our own, that God invites us to know his blessing. That God invites us to distribute his blessing, that that God invites us to participate in his mission here in the world around us. And so Abram, he he got up, and he went, and he began. So I want to ask this question, what's required um, to make significant change in life? I want to be practical for a minute, and and I just want to consider what does it look like to to try to make a major change in life? And I've done some reading and some thinking, and, and here's a few ideas if there's a New Year's resolution or a new step in your faith you want to take, here's some very practical things I think that might help us in taking that. Uh, first of all, we set a goal, right? Uh, we, we make a commitment to what we want to do, what we want to accomplish, how we want to um, uh, be taken up in, in God's mission or engage a new life goal. Um, make that goal realistic, right? Uh, make, it, make it something that, that's tangible, that 's real that that we can that we can engage in a real way, um, live in community. I think this is a vital part of any major change in life that that we have people alongside us in the, in these goals and in this journey uh, alone we can do so much. But in community, together, so much more can be accomplished. So rally people around you in, in the major changes that you want in life. And then finally, this is kind of contrary to so much of our culture, but think singular. That is to say, when we multitask, when we're constantly bouncing between one task and another, one thought or one goal and another, we find ourselves always pulled much more into the urgency of a moment than the intentionality of our goals and so so I challenge us as we consider a new year and new goals in life to think singular what is the first step I need to take in this journey and what's the second step how do we simplify this and and how do we create uh, the highest likelihood of success think singular might be a helpful thought in that process so here's the, here's the good news as we consider um, a, a new journey, a, a renewed journey in, in, our, in, our, in our faith. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 uh, speaks of a newness, and, and I want to read that and explore it just for a moment this morning. 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to him through Christ and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. Uh, that God was reconciling um, the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us that message of reconciliation. Now, there's a lot in that passage. Um, we'll unpack just a little bit of it. He speaks of God's mission of reconciliation. That is making right relationships. Uh, God's, God's mission and goal in this world is, is to right relationships, right? And so the people that are far, people that are hurting, God is inviting to be reconciled, to be brought back in to right relationship with himself. God is inviting us to reconcile relationships in our lives where brokenness and and hurt and and division exists, God is inviting us to reconciliation. And so it says God's mission is reconciliation, and we are invited um, to be ambassadors of God's mission to bring about right relationships to help, right? But prior to that, and, and what I wanted to focus on in this passage, it speaks of this old self having gone and a new self being found in Christ. Now, some of us here have made a a commitment to Christ, right? We have made that faith commitment. We've said, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to change my life. I I invite you in, you know? And and in that moment, we knew that newness. But isn't it interesting how often uh, that, that newness fades, You know, everything was new at one point, right? You were once new, right? You were born and new, and now many years later, we feel so not new, right? Everything was new at some point. Uh, Love was new at one point. You think about uh your spouse or the person you're sitting next to today and, and you think about that that the moment that you fell in love. And and while you're very much in love today, it feels quite different than it did on that, that first day, the day that you realized, right? Because everything was once new and, and things develop with time. So this passage here in 2 Corinthians, it speaks of the old having gone and the new having come, but many of us find ourselves in a place in our faith in which we say, but it just doesn't feel new to me today. It feels just the same. And so I'd like to appeal to us this morning, saying there is an opportunity to know newness. Uh, Other passages speak of being renewed daily that God is at work in our lives, that today can be truly a new day, not just a a new year, but today can be a new day in our relationship with God, that we can come to know him more, that we can commit to something deeper, that we can find his blessing, that we can step out in pursuit of the blessing of God and in that find opportunity to bless the world around us. This is the new beginning that we consider this morning. I want to consider simple steps in this, in this journey towards faith. Should you choose to say, you know, this morning I, I want to start the, the year with a new goal and a new focus. I, I want to consider simple steps in life. Uh, Mother Teresa once said, um, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. That's not, probably not the quote you have there. We'll get to that in one second. Uh, she said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. This is Mother Teresa of, of all people, right? How much time did she spend invested in, in poverty-stricken people's lives in India, right? Um, but she says one of the, the best ways you can change the world is a simple concept of going home and, and just loving your family well. I think that's beautiful. Now I quote Mother Teresa regularly. She's a brilliant woman. Um, what's fascinating to me is Mother Teresa took her name from a gal named Saint Teresa of Lisieux. So in the 1800s, this gal, at 15 years old, uh, signed on to join a, a covenant. She she signed on to be a nun in, in the Catholic Church in France. And at 15 years old of course she could not be accepted and so she was denied her application but after appeals at 15 years old she was accepted as a nun uh, as as a um as a French Catholic Carmelite nun okay and uh, and she only lived to the age of 24 um, she uh, she was stricken with a, uh, a fatal disease, and, and in time, she passed. But in the few years that she lived as a nun there in France, she had a profound impact on the people around her. Um, in time, they asked if she would um, write an, an autobiography, write her own story for people, knowing that she didn't have long to live. And, and that was a fascinating step because she was the first woman to ever be published in the Catholic Church. It, it was unheard of and, and, in fact, unacceptable for a woman uh, to, to write this autobiography. But an exception was made because, you see, St. Teresa of Lisieux, she was on something Remarkable yet remarkably simple. It's called The Little Way. And she said, do simple things with great love. That was her entire premise in life. And it so impacted the nuns and the people around her. She speaks of, uh, you, you know that person that you really struggle to approach and have a conversation with? Make sure that's the person that you approach. She says, I would find those people that most would shy away from, and I would... Pursue them, and I would live and have conversation with them in the great with the greatest amount of love that I could. It's called the little way, and it's as simple as I can imagine. Uh, one time, uh, she, she's quoted saying, "Our Lord does not look so much at the greatness of our actions, or even at their difficulty, as at the love with which we do them." You see, this was her philosophy for life. If I could learn to do the simple things with the greatest amount of love, it can have the greatest impact. So I want to consider today as we consider as we pursue this journey of a, of a new season, a new beginning in our faith journey, I want to consider the simple steps that that we might be able to to take to move in that direction. Um so so we've we've pulled together Brian, scroll scroll forward for me we've pulled together an idea of um of how we might take simple steps as friends and as a church in the weeks to come we wanted to give some sort of resource that enables us as families and friends to kind of pursue a new place um now this is this is going to be born out of a, a passage in galatians 5 so scroll forward one more and then Brian, we might come back here, but um, scroll forward. Uh, Galatians 5 says this, uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gen- goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have, been crucified, ha- have crucified the flesh and his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit so leave it there for one second as we just consider this passage in galatians 5 it says this uh these are fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control these are these are all what does it mean by fruits it's talking about these are what the spirit produces in our lives this is what what grows out of the spirit in our lives so as we consider this new journey i want to consider attentiveness to the spirit as a primary goal in our lives in the year to come. And let me explain just really simply what that might look like for us and for our families. How can I be more attentive to? How can I be more recognizing what God is doing in me and around me in the world? How can I be more attentive to what the Spirit is accomplishing in my life and around me in the world? So so back up to that previous one there, Brian. And, and let's talk about, Jake, will, will you grab those for us, those, those sheets? Um, here's an idea of what it might look like to take simple steps towards a new season of attentiveness and experience in our faith journey. What if each week, for the next nine weeks, we just focused on one of these aspects of the Spirit? What if, in the week to come, we each kind of just explored and considered love, around us, right? So we could uh maybe have some conversations. So what Sarah and I intend to do is either at breakfast or at dinner, whatever works best for your family. We'll sit down and we'll talk with our kids and we'll have a conversation on the subject of love for 7 days for the next week. And we'll ask questions like these are just ideas, do whatever you want with it. Uh you're you're all capable and intelligent people, but here's some ideas of what it might look like. We could ask, you know, um uh, when did you see someone demonstrating love today? Right, and, and let our girls talk a little bit about how they saw love. And, and I believe that as we see love manifest around us, right, we're seeing the Spirit at work around us. Isn't it? what? I, what I love about this idea is, is that it invites us to recognize God's current action in the world around us, that he's not far off. But when we see love, we see the spirit at work around us, right? So we ask, well, you know, when did you see it? Um, maybe we ask the hard question of what was an unrealized opportunity to demonstrate love today? Like, you know what, I walked on by, but I could have done this. And then, when did you demonstrate love today? These are the kind of conversations we're going to be having with our daughters. You see, if I'm going to begin a new journey and a new season in my faith, well, it's going to start with watching for God and, and engaging, coming alongside God and what he's accomplishing. The Spirit is working to produce love in my life and sort of really reflecting on and taking time to consider what it looks like to demonstrate and experience love. It's unlikely that, that I'm going to develop more of that fruit of the Spirit, more love in my life. So for the next nine weeks, we've laid out there um, uh, a little schedule that if you want to pin that on your fridge and do that alongside us, maybe we'll have some great stories to share about ways that we've experienced love, ways that we've seen patience increase in our life as the Spirit is at work to bring about good things in our lives and the lives of people around us. Here's what I want to leave us with today. And, and next week, Justin Harper is going to speak, and he's going to kind of consider uh, further further the subject. Um, but today here, I, I want to just consider this. Will you make a commitment in 2017? Will you have, we talked about those, those four uh, ways to bring about change in life. Will, will you set a goal? Like, I want to know more of God in the year to come. And maybe you'll choose another goal. That's absolutely fine. But but the one that I'll pitch out today is, I want to know more of God in the world around me. I want to know more faith in my life, right? Um, will you set a goal, uh, a, a realistic goal? And, and then will, will you consider what's a first step to getting there? Maybe this paper and this concept would be something fruitful or beneficial for you. I hope so. If not, maybe you have another idea. But I want to invite us this morning to know this, that whether we engage this new year, 2017, like we're going to take the world, how good is life right now? Or on, on, on the inverse, maybe we're saying, man, I am just exhausted. I am beat, and, and I just don't know how to go on. In either case, I want us to consider this morning, what it would look like to, to take hold of God's promise of new life and new opportunity, to take hold of that and say, I want a new beginning. I'm going to take this year and allow it to be a fresh start in my life. I'm going to know more of God's love. I'm going to know more of peace and patience. I want to grow in this faith journey. I want to invite you to consider that. And if there's any way we can support you in that, uh, I'd love for you to come to us. Let's sit down over a cup of coffee, and let's talk more about what it looks like to take a next step in our faith journey. You see, God's promise is good. God's promise is great, that we can be new, that we can be free, that we can live lives of hope and of purpose. And so I want to invite us all this morning to consider, in a new year, a new beginning in our faith journeys. Let's pray about that. Father God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to to be together this morning. Uh, Father, just a few of us able to be here um, as, as the new year is rung in, but Father, thank you for this time. And, and Father, for all of us, I pray that you will just open our hearts and minds um, uh, to a realization that that you are present, that you are at work, that you are active in our lives. And Father, I pray that in that knowledge that we can find just the strength and the passion um, to consider a new beginning, a new season in our faith journeys in which we're open to knowing more of you, open to engaging more of what you invite us to. Father, we thank you uh, because you are good. We thank you for this time. Father, we pray that you'll continue to guide us, to work in us and through us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much again for joining us this morning. Uh, I hope you have an incredible 2017. Uh, It begins now. So be blessed.